hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm? What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. 70 to 80% of women experience genital changes as a result of menopause. And those changes explain why your vagina is like the Sahara Desert and your bladder is on overdrive. So if you're a vagina owner and are thinking, whose vagina is this and why is it on my body? This segment is for you. Prior to 1998, men who were unable to maintain an erection were said to suffer from impotency. Think about it. It's bad enough to have a penis that won't cooperate, but then to have a diagnosis that implies you're also weak, incompetent, and powerless is too much to expect any man to deal with. A guy who was impotent didn't just have a medical problem. He was a personal failure. No way was he going to make an appointment to discuss his impotency with his medical doctor. The poor guys had to suffer in silence. In 1998, the impotent man disappeared. Enter the man with ED. The man with ED was handsome, successful, sexy. The man with ED felt so powerful and confident that Senator Bob Dole, a presidential candidate, went on national TV to proudly talk about his newly functional penis. So who propagated the term erectile dysfunction? The people who had a lot to gain from men admitting they had a problem. I think you know where I'm going. It was the inventors of Viagra who launched one of the most brilliant marketing successes of the 20th century. Pfizer launched Viagra and at the same time introduced an advertising campaign that redefined impotency as erectile dysfunction. The condition was not only normalized, but it also gave men the language to talk to their doctors about it so they could comfortably ask for a prescription. So much easier to go to a doctor and say, hey doc, I have ED. Can I have a prescription for that little blue pill? Instead of Hey, Doc, I'm impotent. Got anything that will help me? Why am I even bringing this up? Well, for every man who suffers from erectile dysfunction, there is a woman who suffers from vaginal atrophy. Women with vaginal atrophy have vaginal walls that are so thin and dry that intercourse is either excruciatingly painful or impossible. But like men who are impotent, no woman, even if she is familiar with the term, wants to have vaginal atrophy. I mean, talk about a buzzkill. Honey, my vagina is atrophied. I can't have sex tonight or ever. And as a gynecologist, and as a gynecologist who's been in practice for decades, I can count on one hand the number of women who've told me that the reason for their visit is vaginal atrophy. Right now in the United States, there are over 50 million women who are no longer producing estrogen and another few million are perimenopausal. Despite the fact that at least up to 70% of these women avoid or have abandoned sex as a result of dry, thin vaginal walls, only 7% of women are treated, despite the fact that there are multiple safe and effective options to make sex more pleasurable and in some cases possible. And I can't help but think that if a woman had comfortable terminology to bring up the topic, a lot more women would get help. Genital urinary syndrome of menopause, or GSM, is the correct medical terminology that was introduced in 2013. Now, this term acknowledges that a lack of estrogen affects not only the vagina, but also the vulva, everything on the outside, the external genitalia, and also the urinary tract. Now, I lobbied for the term genital dryness, GD, 
instead of genital urinary syndrome or menopause, because I thought it could be the equivalent of ED. Easy to remember and easy to say, but I lost. And the current term is GSM. Genital urinary syndrome of menopause isn't just about the sexual consequences of menopause. Even if sex is not on the menu, the hormonal changes that occur can also cause non-sexual genital issues like irritation and burning. Lack of estrogen also is responsible for urinary symptoms, such as urgency or recurrent urinary tract infections. So GSM includes both the below-the-belt physical changes that occurs a lack of estrogen and also the consequences of these changes. So let's start with the physical changes, the, the things that can be seen. But first, I'm going to start with some terminology. The vulva is everything on the outside. You know, the stuff you can see, like the labia, the clitoris, and the opening to the vagina. The vagina is actually an internal structure. You can't see your own vagina unless you happen to own a speculum. Yet 90% of the time when a woman is referring to her vagina, as in my vagina hurts or my vagina is red or my vagina has a rash, she's actually referring to her vulva. So when it comes to physical changes that occur after menopause and are a direct result of lack of estrogen, there are external vulvar changes that you can see with a long-handled mirror and a decent light, and then the internal ones that only I can see, the changes that occur inside the vagina. So starting on the outside, a woman that has genital urinary syndrome of menopause often has vulvar tissue that's thin and dry. The labia minora, you know, the little lips that surround the vaginal opening, can not only become shorter and thinner, but in some cases they actually start to disappear. The tissue that surrounds the opening of the vagina often becomes pale, sometimes almost white. But if things get really dry, you can get these angry looking red patches. The urethra, which is the opening where urine comes out, sometimes starts to poke out and it's easy to see instead of lying flat like a dozen younger women. And this is known as urethral funneling. And then there are the changes that occur inside the vagina. This is the part that requires a speculum. Healthy vaginal walls are wrinkled. I mean, this is literally the only place on your body that wrinkles are desirable. These wrinkles are called rugae, and vaginal rugae are accordion-like folds in the vagina that allows expansion during intercourse. But dry, atrophied vaginal walls, they lose this wrinkly appearance and become very smooth. It used to be you could look at the wrinkles on a woman's face to know her age, but with Botox, the only way to for sure know is to look in her vagina. The vagina never lies. Because of the loss of the vaginal wrinkles, there's decreased elasticity. The tissues just don't stretch. Vaginal walls, like the outside, can become very thin and dry. And in some cases, they're so thin that they bleed when stretched or even touched. The other really important change is vaginal pH. pH is the measurement of the acidity level in the vagina. And a healthy vagina has a low pH, 3.5 to 4.5, which allows healthy bacteria to thrive and populate the vagina. A menopausal vagina with low estrogen has a high pH, and that can wipe out the good bacteria. So as a result of all of these physical changes, women that have genital urinary syndrome and menopause experience very specific symptoms. Now, some women only notice symptoms during sexual activity, you know, basically having zero lubrication resulting in what I refer to as sandpaper sex. And in extreme cases, sexual activity isn't just painful, it's completely impossible. And that's why the solution for most women is to go into avoidance mode. These are the women that end up cleaning out the linen closet at 10 p.m. instead of going to bed. And as you would expect, there are a lot of downstream consequences to painful sex, including loss of libido, difficulty having an orgasm, and of course, avoidance of intimacy, which ends up sabotaging a lot of relationships. But I want to emphasize, GSM isn't just about sex. Drying and thinning of the tissues can cause 
involve our itching, burning, and irritation. And then there's the urinary symptoms. The hormonal and physical changes in the urinary tract tissue result in an unhealthy microbiome, meaning the healthy good bacteria that we would like to have around clear out and the unhealthy bacteria take over. So yeah, that that urinary frequency and urinary urgency, that, that constant gotta go feeling, that can be a consequence of menopause. And it's not just the misery of an overactive bladder, the lack of estrogen can also be responsible for recurrent urinary tract infections. So genital urinary syndrome of menopause causes physical changes that in turn cause symptoms like painful sex and an out-of-control urinary tract. Every woman doesn't experience all of these symptoms, but most women experience at least one. And these symptoms often don't occur immediately at the onset of menopause. They can show up years later. And that's why a lot of women don't even associate these symptoms with menopause. And that's exactly what I see in my office every day. Most women that come to my clinic, it's it's rarely the first step. They've already asked their doctor what to do and we're told this is a normal part of aging or maybe try some try lubricant. And when they find out this is a fixable problem, well, an easily fixable problem, I get two reactions. The first is, thank God, you know, I thought my sex life was over. And or they're relieved that they don't have to take a drug for an overactive bladder. I also get a lot of anger, anger that their own doctors didn't offer solutions and they really were left on their own. So that's my message. GSM, genital urinary syndrome, is a fixable problem, but the solutions are not one size fits all any more than one speculum fits all. A woman with only mild GSM may be fine with the right lubricant. Other women may need a prescription remedy, and it's not always enough to treat the tissue. The underlying muscles have been in keep out mode so long that they may need some help too. So many women also need to work with a pelvic floor physical therapist to rehabilitate those muscles. In subsequent podcasts, I'm going to give you the roadmap to restore your ability to have pain-free intercourse and to eliminate other bothersome symptoms of GSM. If you're a reader or you're in a rush, my book, Slip Sliding Away, Turning Back the Clock on Your Vagina, specifically deals with the consequences of GSM and solutions. However you choose to do so, arm yourself with information and know your options. The guys have their Viagra, but there are solutions for women as well. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my inside information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of.